0: Hey, guys, it is Abdul for the good folks from Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware downtown Indianapolis. You know, I had a little bit of a health issue lately and I lost a lot of weight, almost like 60 pounds. Now, some of that was on purpose. Some of that was from the hospital stay, uh, but I had to get some new clothes. And so guess where I'm going? That's right. I'm going to Leon Taylor because Larry, Norm, Kim and Judy have taken my measurements for years. And the measurements have dropped a little bit. And so they'll take care of me just like they'll take care of you. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. Don't tell me you lost weight. They'll be able to tell if you have or not. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware downtown Indianapolis. Well, it has been eight years as of this week since the first church of cannabis came into being as a result of Indiana's Religious Freedom Restoration Law, and so join us in studio is our good friend Bill Levin, the grand poobah of the first church of cannabis. Bill, old friend, how you doing, old buddy? Hi, I love you all. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. I love it here. So, how's it been for the past eight years with the first church of cannabis?
1: It's been an absolute great adventure in life. Uh, we've gotten to help thousands of people, um, and uh, we have a good time doing it.
0: Uh take us back uh, eight years ago to that first day when you, when I emailed you and realized like, hey, I think the, I think Indiana may have just uh, legalized marijuana for religious purposes.
1: Yeah, we uh, we we had a small turnout at the church, and the city was uh, good enough to supply us with uh, uniform parking attendants—about eighty of them—for uh, blocks and blocks and blocks and. Uh, We had a full house at the church uh, and we had to have the remainder of the people sit out front as the two other churches protested us. And the city got to watch on their city installed camera that never really worked because that whole project was a huge Boondoggle for the city.
0: Um, It's interesting uh, because when we talk about uh, marijuana legalization, we'll get to all that uh, in just a bit. Uh, I found it interesting that a lot of people, folks, said, you know what, you guys only be around maybe like a year, maybe a couple of months, but here we are. Eight years later.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't plan on going anywhere. I'm a good Canitarian and uh, I'm going to celebrate love and life's great adventure and I'm going to help my friends on the street and I'm going to tell the politicians that cannabis should be legal. And uh, if you don't agree with me, well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so, how does, oh, spend our audience, uh, how services actually work? How, what's a typical.
1: Um, all right. I walk in and, uh, you know, we hug each other. Everybody gets a hug. Um, We light the candles. You're supposed to light candles at every service. Of course, we light candles. Um, Then we have a short sermon uh, because the best sleep you've ever had is during a long sermon. (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. And uh, we just want to get to the point and get it on and over with because nobody wants... You know, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, our ministers, rabbis, and religious leaders would drone on for hours and hours and hours. Like you know. Reverend
0: Lovejoy from The Simpsons.
1: Yes, and we would all just sleep. Um, I don't want that to happen. I want to activate your mind. I want to put a smile on your face and a little bit of joy in your heart. Um, and, and you know, we got to keep it simple.
0: How's membership been?
1: Eh, slow. Slow. Nobody's into religion, per se. They are into doing good. Our outreach with Hearts and Hand Homeless Outreach Group partnership is doing fabulous. Um, We're going out on Saturday nights, and we're serving our friends on the street a hot meal. We're getting them blankets, tents, whatever they need. I would like to extend the church into a 24-hour, 365-day homeless outreach center. Because when you're homeless, there are thousands of people who are becoming homeless every day in the state. There's no one place to go to get information about being homeless. You can go to the organizations that are out there now. But if you're a boyfriend and girlfriend, you can't go together. If you're two males or two females, you can't go together if you're not married, you can't go together. If you have animals, you can't go together. This is These rules are ridiculous. They're neat. Hi, if I am homeless tomorrow, I would like to go to a homeless welcoming center to explain to me the rules of the road. You know, we need five-gallon buckets to use to go poo in. We need tents to stay waterproof. Um And they need a hot meal, they need showers, they need laundry, they need garbage service. We need a full rounded facility where this can go on 24 hours a day, seven days a week and help these people guide them back into our culture
0: our guest on the program today is bill levin bill is the grand poobah the first church of was celebrating this week eight years of being in existence that's probably eight years longer than a lot of uh, folks had hoped to realize and a lot of folks uh, kind of hoped these guys went away uh, a couple years ago so i got to ask you uh, how does the sacrament work
1: Oh, it's uh, you could inhale it. You could rub it on your body. Uh, you could eat it. Uh, it works well. Uh, it's a great health supplement for absolutely everybody.
0: So has anybody ever been arrested or have the cops like sort of, you know, had people in the church undercover since uh, we.
1: All right. Let's explain the duty of the officers. If you are on vice, you get some horrid details of having to go into every head shop every gas station and try to buy a bong or a weed pipe or a hash pipe so they can play the word game with you when we first opened up for the first few years uh i'd say once every other service or once every three services we would have a uh, you, you you can sort of tell who the uniform officers are, uh, and and they were there. And then when they pulled the camera out, they sort of didn't give a shit about us anymore. Oops.
0: No, oh, I can I can, yeah, I can edit that out. Okay. <laughs> no, no need to worry. I'll uh, go ahead. Uh, um, yeah, it. it yeah. Have, have you have you noticed uh, over the past eight years how attitudes toward marijuana have changed? Just over the past eight years,
1: I've uh, yeah I. I I was looking at some uh, posts from uh, 2011 and we were bragging about 54% of the state being in favor of cannabis and now we're, you know, at 83 or 87% of the state who is in favor of cannabis and uh you know, you're not going to find a state that wants it more than Indiana right now cuz we're surrounded and everybody's sick of paying for gas to go across the border.
0: You no, know, it's interesting you bring that up because I want to say uh right off of I sixty four, uh near Evansville, a uh cannabis dispensary just opened up literally across the border. Yeah. And the guy did a did the news story about it, he said most of his uh customers come from not Illinois, not from Missouri, but oddly enough, from Indiana.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. All day, every day. All day, every day.
0: Well, whenever somebody asked me how far is the end away from legalized pot, I was like, "Well, technically, seventy-five miles. Just get a 974 and drive to Danville, and you're yeah. right. And, it's, yeah. it's, and you'll know you're there because there's nothing but you. You won't see the license plates on the front of any cars anywhere. <laughs>
1: it, it's it's the people who want to keep cannabis illegal are just assholes." they there, you know, and that's a relig. by the way, that's a religious word in my holy scripture. So (laughs) I can use that word. Um,
0: No, we'll bleep that word out. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, hi, you can't have something healthy and happy. I mean, who are you to tell me I can't have something healthy and happy? I mean that's the most ridiculous thing in the world. We're Hoosiers. We 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 grow. We have tomatoes. We have corn. We have soybeans. There's no reason in the world we shouldn't be able to grow cannabis in our yard next to our tomatoes and corn.
0: What about the folks who uh, talk about sort of the the the, 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 the deleterious effects of marijuana? Whether it's you know impaired driving, you know, uh, other uh, cannabis doesn't
1: impair your driving. It doesn't. As a matter of fact, they have found that uh, people who smoke cannabis tend to be a little bit safer um, when they drive. Uh, that's that's uh, that's a falsehood that was put out years ago, and uh, it's changed dramatically since then.
0: Our guest on the program today is Bill Levin. Bill Levin is the Grand Poobah. So does, is that your title, Grand Poobah? Yeah, Grand Poobah. Grand Poobah, the first church of cannabis, uh, invented eight years ago based on a column that I wrote. And I sent an email to Bill Levin who was Indiana, was going through the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. I'm like, Bill, I think Indiana just may have legalized cannabis for uh, religious reasons. Then he just took it in and sort of ran with it. So we're, we're talking about it uh, on the program today. Uh, Bill, uh, when you talk to the issue of legalization, uh, It's I want to say now at least 30 states have legalized marijuana either for recreation purposes or for medicinal purposes and that's enough to actually to change the Constitution, believe it or not uh, to, to make it legal. What do you attribute what do you attribute all that to over the past you know since 2016?
1: Uh, honest knowledge coming out about the plant proving that it is a health benefit. Um, the actual laws making cannabis illegal were built on racist comments in the testimony. I mean, it's there in black and white, huge racist comments. And it's like if we as a culture and as a country allow laws that are bad for our country and they were established under racist situations, uh, we should abolish all racist laws. You know, all of them. Uh, they shouldn't even be on the books. I mean, uh, uh, it's just a vulgar display of power right now.
0: Uh, what about young people, uh, folks under 18? What What is your 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 that? Look, kids under
1: 18 do the hardest drugs in the world. They do testosterone and they do uh, um, um, hormones. Okay. Here, we got a beautiful little kid bouncing around. All of a sudden, 11, 12, 13, boom. There's a change. There's a huge change. They now have hormones raising through their system. All common sense is gone because they don't know that they're on hormones. They just know shit's changing within their body. Um, There's no controlling that. You can't tell that not to do something because as soon as you tell that particular hormone or testosterone, you shouldn't do this. The natural reaction is, I'm going to do it. So they should be educated about the health benefits of cannabis rather than being told not to do it. Everything we were told not to do have become a cultural trend. Don't play poker. Don't ride Harleys. It all becomes a cultural trend. Don't say the F word in public. And now it's bleeped out on almost every talk show. We have grown as a culture to be more acceptant of the crap we've had in the past that didn't rule us, didn't didn't do our culture
0: good. A lot of folks who are maybe more conservative or have more conservative thoughts or opinions about uh, marijuana and its usage will basically say, hey, if you're a young person, your brain's still developing. Marijuana can impact your brain. At least wait until you're 21 or 25, kind of like with alcohol or...
1: Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um... You cannot tell, you yeah. all right, fine. Let's say we made it 25. Okay. 25 years old and you can start smoking cannabis. How much underground money will be spent by those children in unsafe environments buying it on the black market? The black market will always be there. It's always going to be there because the taxes are just so huge. People in uh, Illinois are just furious. Um, They got, what, 100% tax, 90% tax on their stuff? Something absolutely ridiculous. Um, People don't want to be overtaxed. People want to grow their own.
0: Bill Levin with us uh, for a few more minutes on the program today. Bill Levin, the the, the grand poobah, so to speak, of the first Church of Cannabis. Uh, Where's your guys' address again? Uh, 3,400
1: South Rural, exit 107 off of I-65, uh, go north one block on Wurgis and hook a right and We're down at the end of the street. Fun thing about our church, we no longer have a sign. Four, four signs, uh, you know, six feet across, three feet deep, have been boosted from our church and I'm sure that some kid in some basement or garage has just the coolest walls. <laughs> you know, I, I if I was a kid, I would go for that sign too.
0: Uh, how how are the relationship with the neighborhood and your neighbors these days?
1: Good. You know, we don't. There's really no issues there. We have uh, we have some homeless folks who have uh, drug issues who stay on our property when we are not there and we cannot. Uh, catch up to them uh, to ask them to stop leaving needles in our yard, um, but this is you know a, a, an issue that's all over the state.
0: What 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 about that? Because one of the, one of the other issues against marijuana legalization has always been that it's a quote unquote it's a gateway. Drug that today, the kids start with marijuana. The the gateway
1: was shot down so many years ago, I can't even believe you brought that up.
0: (laughs) Of course, it's my job.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, No, the gateway was uh, a nice little marketing ploy uh, that truly was just another big lie. You know, like, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bill Levin with us for a couple more minutes on the program today. Um, so when you look at uh, sort of the, the, the legalization, right? like I said, you know, uh, a majority of states have legalized marijuana either for religious purposes or medicinal purposes or both. What do you think is Indiana's hangup?
1: Voluntary ignorance and greed and power.
0: Feel free to elaborate a little bit more if you could.
1: Um, If you think cannabis is bad for you, that's your own voluntary ignorance. Um, The power is we want to stop you from doing something you want. The greed is when we do allow you to do it, we're going to tax it insanely. Um, The government has really no business in the cannabis business, and they should stay the hell out, and they should allow the people to treat it like tomatoes, corn, or any other product, just here it is. If you want to grow it, grow it. If you don't, fine.
0: But uh, but even tomatoes and corn have USDA fine you know, sort of sort of regulation attached to it. So I guess my question is, if, if cannabis were legalized, could you see you know, sort of licensing or, for that matter, disclosure on the product so you know exactly how much THC? GAC- I,
1: I see no problem with having full disclosure on the product and having testing facilities open. Um, I have problems with getting licenses when the state is going to tax you a quarter million dollars for a dispensary license just for the piece of paper. Okay, that's greed. That's greed. And that's vulgar. Hi, I want a quarter million dollars to, you know, for a piece of paper that gives me permission to build out a store, to rent a store, to buy a store, to build the uh, grow area, to furnish it. You know, you're asking for a million dollars for a dispensary to open, and that's cost prohibitive. It's just like our living situation here. There is no place to live in Indianapolis under twelve or $1,300 a month. We have, you know, we don't have reasonable prices on rent, and it's all because of greed. Greed is not my friend.
0: So we've got to, uh, just a couple of stuff here for you to close up shop. So uh, okay, obviously you guys have been here for eight years. What's in store for the next eight? I I want
1: to open up a a homeless outreach center that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week that welcomes people to being homeless so we can help them ease into the situation, get them the things that they need and the direction they need to go. You know, there's lots of times where people at three in the morning will decide that they're sick of. Uh, their drugs or their alcohol or their living situation. They want a place to go and they want direction. And I would like to have a full time facility running 24 that will take care of this. I've been talking to, you know, as many people as I can about this. And this is really important. I don't look. I only have three, five, maybe 10 years left to play uh, before they plant me in a box so i want to get this done I, I i really think the way our culture is going we need a 24-hour welcoming center for people who are homeless has to be done
0: all right well our guest on the program today has been our good friend bill levin the grand poobah of the first church of celebrating its eighth anniversary uh courtesy of uh former governor and former vice president mike pence and the religious freedom restoration act you ever thank the governor the former governor for all this um I, you know,
1: when he went off on his big adventure uh, to Washington, D.C., I did send him a note. And I told him to enjoy himself and have a fabulous adventure. And you know what? I bet he had the wildest adventure of his life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Bill of an old friend. Always good to talk to you. Thank you very much, my friend. Take care.
1: Okay. I love you all. Thank you for listening.